So I always have said I, I just can't buy clothes on the internet because sizes are different. I mean, in one store, this size might mean this, and another store, this size means this. I'm a weird height. I'm five three and three quarters, so I'm right on the cusp between petite <laughs> and normal. So some clothes will be way too long. i got to spend a fortune hemming them. Some will be too short, and I look like I'm wearing floods. When you say five so, three and three quarters, by yes. the way, you sound like a, a kid. I'm, I'm six and three quarters. <laughs> you got to take every inch you can when you're as short as I am. <laughs> and I, apparently I am pretty much the only one who can't buy clothes online because this the, guess who just became the top clothing retailer in the entire U.S. of A. Is it the designer everyone loves, Jeff Bezos? Yep. <laughs> it's Amazon. They outsold Walmart, Target, Gap, and more. The no number, kidding. And it makes sense during a pandemic. You know, you're not going to be running around shopping as much, but... That means I'm like one of the only few women who, unless people are doing like this thing where you buy like three different sizes and then ship them back because it's mm-hmm. so easy to ship back on Amazon. But I've tried to buy clothes on Amazon. Doesn't work. It wasn't. Well, I've, you know what? I did have one dress that worked out. I bought two sizes and I kept one and shipped one back. Hmm. It was about a year ago and that worked out. But I've had other clothes where. Work. Typical, it looks so good on the model they're using in the picture. <laughs> and then you put it on my body, and it's like, what is this thing? Is this maternity clothing? <laughs> that happens to me a lot because I'm so short. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be supposed to be a mini skirt and comes down to your ankles. <laughs> is that model six foot eleven? Struggle is real. Yeah. Has your animal gotten used to the time change yet? Dog, cat, rabbit, hedgehog, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Goldfish. (laughs) (laughs) We always um, brag about our dog, Alex the Wonder Mutt, her internal clock, because she just like, it's so weird how she knows, okay, it's about 6.20, time to get up. And sadly, she doesn't know the difference between weekends and weekdays. So we pretty much never get to sleep in yeah. in our family. But lately, um, my husband said that she has been so sleepy in the morning hmm. and he'll wake her. He'll have to wake her up. And he's like, right. You know, this is what we do. We get up and we go right out the door for our morning walk. And she'll like lay in the middle of the floor like. I don't think so. (laughs) And he'll like get all dressed, shoes on, jacket on, everything, and get her leash on, and she'll go, I don't think so. (laughs) So then he has to go eat breakfast and keep his morning moving, because he's got to get to work, and then he'll have to walk her after he showers and has breakfast. She's not used to the time change. It's an hour. She she has not sprung forward yet. No. I mean, it's it's great for sleeping in on the weekends. Right. But not for him when he's trying to get work done. (laughs) So spoiled. You know how Jesus says you should have faith like a child? And everyone's like, ah, from the mouth of babes. We learn so much from our kids. Let's talk about that next. So I heard the most incredible story the other day. Uh, something that had happened in my our family's life about a week ago was we thought my mom had a heart attack. And it sent us into a tailspin. Uh, Kevin knows I got the text while I was here at the radio station. And I'd like to say I was like calm and prayerful and mature. But I had I was like panicking 
because my mom takes care of my dad who has MS and we were just like, oh my gosh. And she was all alone at the hospital because no one's allowed with her because of COVID. Hmm. Turns out it was not a heart attack. We think it was like a reaction to some demo work she was doing. But my sister, Sarah, I found out she was in the middle of teaching kindergarten when she got the text from her son. Hey, I don't want to alarm anyone, but I think Grammy... The, the hospital thinks she had a heart attack. She's mm. in ICU. And she said she got this text and she said a look came over her face and her kindergarten students noticed it. And they're like, Mrs. Vantine, are you okay? what's wrong? Yeah, wow. And she was like, she had to hold it together for these kids and she knew like she could not pray with these kids. She teaches at a Christian school. She would like start sobbing if she mm. tried to pray. And this one little girl said, Mrs. Vantine, I'll pray for Grammy. Mm. And she starts leading the class in prayer, right? Oh. I'm going to start crying just thinking about that moment. Right then kid. and there, the faith of a child. I mean, it was just so beautiful to hear that story that when my sister couldn't even, she didn't have words for the trauma she was feeling about her mother. Mm. This little girl, and they, they all call her Grammy, and they've been asking how she's doing. And when Lance goes home, you know, he lives half in Florida, half in Michigan where they are, and he'll go into the classroom and hang out with the kids, and they oh, think great. he's so cool. You know, <laughs> Mrs. Vantine's son is coming in, but faith of a child, there's so much we can learn from them, isn't it? How far did you stick your neck out to land a job? Coming up, wait till you hear what this young man did. So what extremes have you gone to in order to land a job? Check out what this young man did. Ryan has autism and he wrote an open letter on LinkedIn and asked future employers to take a chance on him. He wrote, I realize someone like you will have to take a chance on me. I don't learn like typical people and will need someone to teach me, but I learn fast And once I get it, I promise I will show up every day and work really hard. Hmm. Ryan is 20 and he works at a coffee shop, but he dreams of a job in animation or IT. Well, guess what? His LinkedIn open letter worked. He's received thousands of comments, offers from people to mentor him, and even several job offers. No kidding. Yeah. Go Ryan. Wow. Good job, buddy. We've heard of voter fraud, but this one is one election tampering we never saw coming. A mother and her daughter from Pensacola, Florida, have been accused of rigging a high school ho- homecoming court election. I believe the, it. The mom is an employee <laughs> with totally a local elementary it. school, and she and her 17-year-old daughter used her district-level access to enter accounts and cast hundreds of votes for her daughter. Guess how they got caught? Several students found out and reported them. I, I can't see how b- becoming homecoming clean was worth all that. Like, I don't know why that's so important. On the upside, though, I hear that she got a a six-figure job offer from Vladimir Putin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you're a real go-getter, that's the type of person we're looking for at the Kremlin. I mean, if you're going to go to to jail for something like that, you might as well at least get your daughter into Ivy League school. Oh, my gosh. Aim higher than homecoming queen. (laughs) That's just wrong. Do you think you could guess some of the most popular dog breeds in the entire USA? I bet I could. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Give it a try. I'll guess uh, the top three. I see them so often. I'm going to say that uh, uh, Pitbull or Pitbull Mix has got to be in the top 
top three. No. Um, no? no. All right. And I'll go with the standard Labrador and uh, Golden Retriever. Okay. You're, you did well. The Labrador Retriever just celebrated its 30th year as the number one most popular dog hmm. breed. French Bulldogs continue to skyrocket in popularity. They came in at number two. A fr- they say Frenchies are playful, fun, and smart, so it's no surprise. German Shepherds came in third, followed by Golden Retrievers. Mm-hmm. So you guessed that one, too. Bulldogs, Poodles, Beagles, and the Wiener Dog, the Dachshund, <laughs> returned to the top ten for the first time in seven years. And, uh, Cav, I kept looking and looking and looking and looking and greyhounds did not make the top 200. Oh, I'm not surprised. I was. There's not a lot of them. I feel like I know so much about greyhounds because of you, so yeah. I thought they were more popular. There's not a lot of them, and with them uh, closing down greyhound racing in so many states, there's going to be less and less and less of them. Great dogs. Man, we love our greyhounds. We still them. feel like we should cut a piece of Alex the Wonder Mutt's hair so they can make her into a breed, because she's such an amazing dog, <laughs> and she would be number one on the list. Okay, you're she gonna would. you're gonna field all those emails about being pro cloning. <laughs> well, when it comes to an animal, I'm okay with oh, it. Okay, yeah. If if your whole thing is ethics, please don't email. She, I don't think she really really meant. That. It's a dog. It's a fabulous dog. Okay, okay. it's not a person. Whatever you say. <laughs> So I don't know how you are, mom and dad, but when, when my kids ask me, hey, you want to do something? I learned a long time ago. I'll pretty much probably drop everything I'm doing to go and do something with my kids because I realize time goes by like that so quick. Two of them have already moved out of the house and and, uh, you know, our son who's been with us since the pandemic started, he's probably going to be going as soon as everything settles down. But my daughter asked me to do something last night. And I jumped on it. We'll talk about it next. So I've learned when my kids ask me, hey, dad, you want to you want to. You want to go to the drive-thru and get a coffee with me? I like, if I'm not like locked into something, I'll drop what I'm doing and say, sure, let's go. Because I just want to spend that time with them while they're, while they're still home. Because our, our youngest is now 19. So, you know, the days are way fewer, more more days in the back of the cart than in front of the horse when it comes to spending, you know, time with them. So uh, my daughter, April, yesterday, you know, she's got this new job. We talked about that. And she said, Dad, I'm not sure what I want to wear tomorrow. I've got like two or three outfits picked out. Would you come up and help me pick? So Aww, I, I was reading. I was sweet. like, absolutely. Closed the book, ran upstairs, and we had a great time like deciding what to wear based on weather, based on her job, based on what does the employee manual say, <laughs> like all this other stuff. Who knew all your days of watching Project Runway would right? prepare you to be a great That's dad? It's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. awesome. Absolutely. I'm sure you helped her pick out a really cool one. But little life things, too. Like, that. As a, I mean, when we were that age, we wouldn't think this way. She's like, I can't remember if we can wear jeans or not. And she, one of her outfits was jeans. And I said, well, th- that one's definitely a no then. And she's like, but I really like that one. I said, yeah, but you want to work here long term. And this is only one day. So wear something else and ask. Like, are, you know, dress jeans okay to wear? Which I think for where she's working, they'll be fine. Um, but, you know, find out first. And then do it. Don't be the kid that on the second day, don't be the young lady that on the second day you wore jeans when it clearly says on page one of the employee mm-hmm. manual not to do that. So anyhow, I just encourage you, mom and dad, from if you have little, little ones, it's going to go by so fast. Spend as much time when they ask, hey, do you want to play Candyland one more time? Say yes. You ever go through life thinking everyone's just like you? Of course, that's the way you do such and such a thing. And then you realize, mind blown. (laughs) No one does it that way. (laughs) Let's talk about this next.
So we're talking about those times where you think everybody does certain things a certain way. And you go through life thinking that's the standard. That's the way it goes. And then your mind is blown because you realized other people have been doing it differently for years. (laughs) And the thing I discovered Is? is young people today overall do not use a top sheet. They come in sets, people. There's a fitted sheet, which are impossible to fold. And then there's a top sheet. And the top sheet gives you like a place to get all snuggly. And then it keeps your comforters and your blankets clean. So you don't have to wash them every week. But apparently, and like. It gives, you, it gives you something to fight with your spouse over all night, too. Pulling <laughs> pull it from the sheet. their side to your side. So I, I was so shocked by this. I'm like, no way is this a thing. There's no way that not using a top sheet has become popular with young adults. So I asked the question on social media, and people went crazy. Like our friend Ginger Garrett, mm-hmm. she said, I have failed as a mother. As much as I try to get my children to use a top sheet, they will not use them. Like, I mean, it is a thing that people, that young people do not like to mess around with the top sheet. Our kids all do. Do they? But but it's probably because mommy made their bed for them. (laughs) Oh, yeah. See, if they're just on there for them. These are kids that have to make the bed themselves. And so what I want to know is, what do you think? Do you have young people in your life? Maybe you personally are like, there's no need for a top sheet. And then what do you do with it? Because it comes in the set. You can't buy a bottom sheet by itself. So, Christian, you know this is a thing that a lot of people do not like top sheets anymore? Yes. Um, I, I've never used a top sheet except for when my mom made me. But um, the question was, what do you use for the top sheet for? I use my top sheet when my bottom sheet is dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so then you don't have to do laundry quite as often. Why the reluctance to the top sheet? I don't understand that. It just seems I, like it'd be like saying I'm, I don't know, anti-napkin or something. I just, I'd, I'd rather wipe my hands on my pants. <laughs> no, I just feel like it gets all crunchy at the bottom. Like, I don't know. I, and I just prefer my comforter. I actually just like my blankets and stuff. I don't, I don't like the top sheet at all. It just smells like more work. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Can you imagine how difficult it would be to be a little kid super excited about your birthday And when the big day comes, there's no celebration, no party at all. Hmm. That's happened to little Carver from Massachusetts two years in a row now due to COVID. Well, a local policeman, Officer Rob Eckross, heard about it. And he used his own money to buy birthday gifts for Carter's seventh birthday and delivered them in full uniform in his squad car. And what made it extra special is Carver dreams of becoming a police officer one day. Hmm. So the entire department wished him a happy birthday and said they look forward to we look forward to your service as a Hopkinton police officer (laughs) in the year 2035. <laughs> That's so sweet. Well, I love cool that story. cool if he does grow up to be like the police chief or something. Yes, and he has story. those photos to show everybody. Coming up, ever catch yourself saying, well, this is a first world problem, but we're going to talk about it next. Ever catch yourself saying, well, this is a first world problem, but... Well, they did a survey of our biggest first world problems related specifically to the past year. Kev, you want to try to guess what one of them might be? Related to the past year. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, toilet paper. Yep. That was got to be one of them. (laughs) Um, Kids stealing your charger. 
Ooh, that didn't make the list, but that's a good one. Uh, they include uh, first world problems in the past year, next day delivery not arriving the next day. <laughs> no one putting a new toilet roll on the dispenser. DoorDash guy eating half your fries before they get there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching you, fella. Waking up and not being sure what day it is. Not being able to understand a person wearing a mask. Oh, man. And this one gets me every time. Glasses fogging up. Everyone keeps trying to give me advice, and I still can't get it right. Um, And the number one first world problem of the past year, bad weather when you want to go on your daily walk. Hmm. There were some other ones like uh, Netflix not streaming or your roots showing because you haven't been to the salon. Hashtag first world problems. Okay, we're talking about first world problems in the specifically to the last year things that have come up in the last year like oh well that's that's a first world problem i've got like a bunch i cannot wait to share with you guys and most of them are uh, are around buying stuff for the house that we that we need i'm talking groceries groceries and stuff to eat most of my first world problems are around mistakes that happen with that we'll talk about it next First, before we talk about these first world problems we've all been experiencing in the past year, high five to everybody for making it this far. We've all done great. We've had to pivot, right? We've had to adjust, but we've all gotten through. And it looks like there's a bright light at the end of the tunnel. So that's all great news. But here are uh, two, three first world problems that we've dealt with in the past year. One of them, I think everybody has. You, You start making a recipe or something, you don't have all the ingredients you need. And my wife has become a ninja at substituting. Like, Even without Google, like she just figures oh, no, no, no. it out. Well, I always well, have to a Google lot of them, it. A lot of them, yeah, she's learned now. That's she knows awesome. like, oh, I can substitute this for that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with Google. But substituting ingredients and you know, making do with what you yeah. have. We've all gotten way better at that. Have you had this happen? You do like, um, I don't know, curbside pickup or Instacart or something. And our substitution's okay? Yeah, 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 that's fine. And you order some. This has happened to us twice. Potato chips or sweet potato chips. We really like those. Can we substitute those? And we think like, oh, it's going to be the store brand instead of the name brand. Yeah, that's fine. And then you, you open the bag and it's no salt chips. Ew. Those Who are terrible. Eats this abomination? Those no salt awful. chips? Yes. Why? Why would you do that? And then when you try to put your own salt on, even if you sprinkle the chip with a little bit of water, oh, yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't hold the salt. Does it yeah. work? It doesn't work, but I want to know who who created this ungodly thing. I mean, when you're when you're eating a chip, you've already committed. I'm making a bad health decision. So sh- put the salt on there. Yeah, why not? So getting no salt chips, that's like the worst surprise ever. And then here's the other uh, first world problem we had in, in our house. Uh, we get our dog food from Amazon for our dogs. And we're like, you know, instead of it, it used to be we'd run out and then go, oh, no, we need dog food. So we were like, why don't we get a, a subscription? So we didn't know this, but my wife subscribed, and then I subscribed. Oh, my gosh. So we had dog food coming. We have <laughs> we have five dogs, so we, it's a big order. So we had, like, these huge, I don't know what they are, 50-pound bags of dog food. We had three <laughs> of them showing up, like, every two weeks. The dogs <laughs> thought it was great. <laughs> That's we, funny. It took us, like, a month and a half to figure out that something, right, something was wrong. <laughs> so we had to get rid of one, pause one. Run the dog food down and then and then get it back on a on a decent schedule. But what about you? Any first world problems in the in the past year? Having some fun talking about uh, first world problems unique to the last year. My my big one is that substituting the chips. Substituting when someone says I want potato chips and you substitute Instacart person with no salt chips. Mm. No good. What's your biggest first world problem from this past year? Uh, mine was. Uh, 
the fogging glasses. I cannot emphasize how much I've struggled with that one, Kev. Like, I cannot, I can't do it. Like, here's the deal. I wear my glasses to see far away, but I, I don't need them to see up close to read a menu or to read it. So one time I thought, okay, take that fogging glasses. I'm wearing my contact lenses to the store Hmm. and I could not see prices when I have my contacts in. I can't see up close anymore. And you guys, if you've been listening to the show, I've tried experimenting wearing a contact only in one eye Mm -hmm. and retraining my brain. Like this eye sees far away and this eye see close as I can't, my brain didn't retrain. It didn't work. And then you're you're like a problem dog at the obedience school, untrainable. (laughs) And then the other, uh, yes, that's me. And like, I'll I'll have my glasses like in my hand or on my head while I'm at the store. The other first world problem I've had Kev is trying to meet your neighbors during a pandemic. Like, it's taking forever because you can, like, if there's a nice day, you can stand outside far apart and be like, hey. And, like, I finally met one. They listened to the Kevin and Taylor show. Mm-hmm. I've been living there three months, and this is the first time we've met. Mm. Because every time I walk by his house, he's on his front porch on a Zoom call. Uh. And so you can't <laughs> say hello when they're in the middle of a business meeting. <laughs> Do you have stinky feet? I do, many times. And today in my devotion, I was reading about how Jesus washed feet. And I was like, wow. I was like, Lord, what does it mean in my life to truly love and serve others? You know, you start asking yourself that because John thirteen fourteen says, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. And I have the best example for you I heard just the other day of being just such a servant-hearted person and loving others. Uh, Kev, you're going to be blown by this. My friend Ashley, her 70-year-old mother donated her kidney to somebody. No kidding. She just felt led to go get tested. And I was like, oh my gosh, has she been having health issues? And she's like, no. She like had to have a negative COVID test before she could go into the hospital for the surgery. Hmm. And they kept her for two nights and um, I, I heard details of how they get the kidney out, which I will not go into now. And that made me realize what a brave thing it was she did. Hmm. But um, the, the way they, she described it, she said, my mom just loves Jesus so much and she wanted to do something to serve others. And she's already back at her full-time job. Like she took a couple days off, back at work. No and kidding. she just is functioning now with one kidney and she saved somebody's life. How crazy is that? Isn't that wow. amazing? Talk about washing others' feet. <laughs> Be careful when you say, Lord, use me. Seriously. Use me. Take it all. Okay, I need your kidney. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> amazing. What a great story. Coming up, are you fairly forgiving or do you tend to hold a grudge? Are you fairly forgiving or do you tend to hold a grudge? Yes, both. (laughs) (laughs) According to new research, Americans are the most forgiving people in the world. Hmm. Beware if you have British friends. The UK is the most unforgiving nation. Close to half of UK citizens say they would never trust a person or a business again after being let down or wronged. Wow. Only 26% of Americans say they would never let go of a grudge. Of course, as Christ followers, we're commanded to forgive as he's forgiven us. That's, I think, one of the hard parts about being a follower of Christ. Yeah. We want God's (laughs) forgiveness, and then we don't really want to have to forgive others like he forgave us, but we're called to. One of my favorite quotes from Brennan Manning. 
kind of speaks to this and and the the hypocrisy we find ourselves living in trying to live up to that call trying you know trying to be saints and and just not getting there in this lifetime it's so hard and Brennan said when I get honest I admit I'm a bundle of paradoxes I believe and I doubt I hope and I get discouraged I love and I hate I feel bad about feeling good. I feel guilty about not feeling guilty. I'm trusting and suspicious. I'm honest and I still play games. Aristotle said that I'm a rational animal. I say I'm an angel with an incredible capacity for beer. And I love that quote because it's it, like Paul. It does, I do what I don't right. want to do and I don't do what I do want to do. And I, it's it, it's a realistic view of where we are. But what I love about it is, is it says I'm striving. I'm aware of these things and I want to be better. And I think that's, that's what the life of being a follower of Christ is about, right? Is that constant striving, trying like, okay, that's the ideal. That's what I'm shooting for. And when I don't hit it, thank God I have a savior. It's okay. Ever been out walking in your neighborhood or walking your dog and you look over and you're like, <gasps> a puppy. Thank God a new puppy. That happened to me. And wait till you hear the reason they got a new puppy. I was fascinated. I'll tell you about it next. I'm so excited you got a doggy story. I yes, love dogs. I love dogs so much. Could you imagine life without dogs? No, no. I cannot. And so much better. The other morning, Glenn and I were out walking Alex the Wonder Mutt. And we look ahead and I went, oh. It's a puppy. And there was a guy out on his front lawn with this puppy just bouncing around all over the place on this Mm -hmm. leash. And so we kind of holler across like, congratulations. What is it? And all this stuff. And he reveals to us. It's a dog. (laughs) I was asking Breed. Is it a boy or or girl? I I never asked the dog's name, which bugs me because I like to talk to dogs by name Mm. when I can. But anyway, he proceeds to tell us that he got this dog because his daughter had begged him for years and years and years and years for one. And now she's out on her own. She's a young woman. And he said, yep, we got the dog of her dreams so that she'll come visit us more often. (laughs) I'm like, now that is a brilliant father right there. You want to spend time with your kids? Have a kid magnet. And it's her dream puppy is now living with mom and dad. Oh, my gosh. That is too funny. Genius. (laughs) Isn't that so funny? Yeah. Impressed with their uh, resourcefulness. And that's a commitment, too. It is. I mean, I, I, I can't stop thinking about him. I'm like... That guy's getting no sleep as they potty train this puppy, and it's all out of love for his daughter. In the hopes that the daughter will go, oh, you got a snooker doodle. Okay. I'm coming to visit more every day. I love that. I love that story you told about your uh, people across the street getting a new doggy, getting a puppy. You know what we did with our dog? I can't believe this, but Marco, you know, our little Marco, the world's most perfect dog. In two days, Marco's going to be three years old. Wow, already? Yeah, we have his birthday. He's a rescue from Spain, but his mom was rescued off the streets when she was pregnant. So he was born at an animal rescue. So they know his exact birthday. Oh, that's so fun. That's, that's we made up cool. a birthday for Alex the Wonder because we don't know. So in two days, we're having the Marco birthday party. Um, but Marco got his nails trimmed yesterday. There's our, a friend of ours that... Um, uh, our friends, I've talked about them before. They have 10 greyhounds and galgos. They, their house is bedlam with the dogs. It's great. We love it. Um, but she has a guy come and trim all of her dog's nails. And when he does, she'll she'll call and say, like, hey, he's here. You need any nails trimmed? Because it's pretty inexpensive for him to nice. do. He does all the dogs in one fell swoop. The hardest part is getting the dogs to settle down and do the nails. Marco was perfect. 
Wow. Yeah, I was like, dude, how did you do that? And he's like, I cradled him like a baby, and he just lied there. <laughs> it's Aww. like the be- best behaved dog I've ever done Nice for nails. Now, Charlie, our gal go, completely different story. <laughs> it was like watching sumo wrestling. <laughs> trying, to, trying to hold him down. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, think the about sound that. of that drill and oh, I yeah, the whole deal, yeah. the whole deal. So Char- yeah, Charlie does not like it. But Marco, how about that? Yet another another check in the world's most perfect dog column doesn't mind getting his nails trimmed. I don't know what we did to deserve such a great dog, but he is just perfect. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. 